0: owns amazon it's if you're listening one person's mission to force your friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school i'm ramsey
1: was that was that political right off the top what are we doing here ramsey
0: <laughs> that was maybe the worst intro tagline i've ever done
1: i mean honestly shop local um <laughs> i'm heather how are you ramsey? i'm
0: doing all right it's hey. a, it's kind of a gloomy overcast day over here
1: it is. I, I was telling Ramsey before we started, I just took a nap before this. So now I'm drinking some iced coffee to try to wake up for this.
0: We did agree that this is perfect nap weather.
1: It absolutely is perfect nap weather. I feel like I should watch like a, like a, a throwback movie later to really um, enjoy this rainy ass day. Um,
0: to, to nap during or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I like that.
1: I, I don't want to nap during something I haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I always put on, like, a a news thing. That usually gets me.
1: Ugh, I can't nap to the news. in this. Like a
0: roundtable discussion or something like that. Like a C-span. All
1: right, fine. But I can't. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure, Okay, (laughs) that's what that tells me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
0: (laughs) Uh, Should we bring in our guest?
1: Sure, let's do it.
0: Today we have... A wonderful man. Uh, He hosts a podcast, many podcasts, but uh, he hosts a podcast called Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics, uh, among many others. Uh, And he's just one of the funniest guys. It's Will Hines.
2: Hey, thanks so much. Hi, everybody.
1: Hello, Will. Welcome.
2: Hello, Heather. Hello, Ramsey. Greetings. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, Um,
1: I'm very excited to have you here to do this album. I... Uh, have been meaning to do this album for a while, but it's yeah. a little daunting. There's a lot of songs, yeah, uh, and so I'm happy to have a guest help me do it.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm. Um, should we say the album, or do you? Wait yeah, for go it? for it? it. You can so introduce a, it. We're going to do "Exile in Guyville" by Liz Fair, 1991 album. Um, and before we get into it, I just want to say what a joy it is to be asked to talk about music that that you like. I mean. I feel like it's a nightmare for most people to have to listen to somebody rave and rave about an (laughs) album or a movie that they love that you haven't seen. And especially for like a sort of robotic, sort of emotionally detached man like myself, I often mistakenly try to bond with people by, let me explain this media that I enjoy. (laughs) You can see their eyes glaze over. And I've learned through adulthood to be like, that's just something – that you enjoy. It's fun for the explainer and not as much fun for the object of it. But now you guys have created this thing where people get to talk about the music they love and it's just such a huge gift. So and, thank and you. And I'll try, I'll try to, to make it. it I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to keep it fun and not delve too deep into me making it about me, but I, well, we do, I'm we'll still going to do it. We'll
1: do that a little. <laughs> I'm still
2: going to do it. I'm still going to do it. I'll just try to, I'll just try to put up a levee and hold back the flood sometimes of self involvement. Honestly.
1: So, you know, the subtext is also trying to convince Ramsey to like this. And I have, think I have found over the years that Ramsey does respond well to personal anecdotes about okay. the music. I do okay, feel yeah. like that is helpful in explaining the context of why we love something. So don't hold back.
2: <laughs> well, let me give you the overview of this album, Ramsey, and anybody listening. Yeah. So this is like a – this was a critically acclaimed album in 1991. It's a lo-fi, very spare album by Liz Fair, who before this album had no career at all. She had never been in a band. She had never played live. Uh, She had written songs on her own with the guitar, I think her – like high school and college, but had never – Her friends probably wouldn't even have called her a musician, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, that's basically what my reading was this morning as well. I was doing some research. (laughs)
2: She she like dated guys in bands, but then kind of decided she wanted to be the band. And so Mm -hmm. she just put together a demo herself. It got around to friends in Chicago where she was, some sort of like lo-fi indie producers. And there was a little bit of back and forth of who would be her collaborator. But she settled on this guy, Brad Wood, who helped her record it. And then, sort of against all odds, Matador Records, indie indie label, sort of stars who had pavement and um, I know I know them for uh, Bell and Sebastian stuff. Yes, yeah, like they they would they would go on to do great albums they already were established they got a hold of her demo and some songs that she was recording and they just signed her they didn't meet her they hadn't like wow. really heard anything besides beca- it was and they and that the guy crazy. said it was it was like a shot in the dark he's like i just had a hunch and it went on to be the best selling album they had done to that point it was in like top 10 lists all over every like critic uh you know pick that year it was like a sort of a i can't say it was a commercial phenomenon it never went into right. like the top charts. But if you were like a music nerd, everybody was talking about this Mm -hmm. album and it's sort of uh, represented. It was part of the rise of indie records, even though it's not grunge, it happened at the same time that like Nirvana happened and Liz fair kind of got swept into like, Oh, it's not just about Michael Jackson and Hall and Oates and Madonna anymore. There's these like little labels that are making an impact. And Liz fair was a big part of that story. Now, but the weird thing is now I think she's faded. Like, obviously everyone still listens to Nirvana, you know, who was a commercial juggernaut as well as a critical thing. And a lot of the other sort of artists that rose up around this time from like Dr. Dre, Metallica, uh, Beck, are still in the front of everybody's mind. But Liz Fair, I feel like, has faded sort of. So it's the mid-40s record nerds like myself are still carrying the torch for this album and being like (laughs) this. This album blew us away. Like, every, uh, check it out. It's fun. You know, I don't know. So, that's I do kind of feel the, like
1: the there's context. been, I've seen more press around her like in the last several years. So, I do feel like there is like maybe a like, hey, remember Liz Fair? She was great resurgence. But granted, I do also, um, spend time in record nerd circles. So my, my, my yeah. viewpoint may be slightly skewed for sure. Well,
2: the, um, the rest of her career is interesting because she went through several phases. She basically tried to recapture this indie darling, never quite did it. Yeah. Then she sort of defiantly went pop and like hired Avril Lavigne songwriters and did a straight up oh. pop album. And, and like, honestly,
1: I love that album.
2: <laughs> it's a great album. That's in 2003 or something. Then she went back to indie roots. She did lots of things. Liz fair is always terrific. And I, I have all of her albums and I like all of her stuff, but she never recaptured the shine of her debut in terms of the buzz or whatever, that elusive sort of like thing. Um, And that's the way it goes. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything's good or bad. Um, So Liz fair is, I'm interested in her sort of as somebody who fell ass backwards into success and then couldn't totally hold on to it, although she's still she's still a touring musician, which is if you if you had told Liz Fair in nineteen ninety that was gonna be her life, she probably would have been shocked.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um uh, yeah, apparently but, she came out uh, with an album this year. I did not know that actually.
2: Yeah, she's she's pretty prolific. I I, I I dig her. So I don't know. She's an interesting figure, but just for this album, it is it is a lo fi indie effort by someone who had basically almost never done anything. Wow! Yeah, yeah. how think, did you come across this album? Oh, okay. So, you know, I graduated college in 1992, and I got a job at a newspaper where I was a very, very small newspaper in Ridgefield, Connecticut. You know, like I did the, you know, I wrote stories about like big storm this weekend or whatever, and like <laughs> uh, you know, school board irritated, like sort of low stakes, <laughs> small town news. My dad made articles. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love that job actually, but and there was a guy on the newspaper who reviewed CDs, um, and so and he was a big music snob, and he knew that I liked music, so he would occasionally come over to my desk with something. And once I asked him, just like, "Hey, get me a mixed cassette to like catch me up on stuff that I've missed," because it was all this indie music coming out in '92 that was newly available to the to the suburbs uh, in a way that's because of the internet. Is that's not remarkable now, but in 1991 right. <laughs> it was crazy to not have access to whatever wasn't huh. in Tower Records. So he and he made me a cassette tape, and there was four Liz Fair songs on it. And I was like, "Who? Who is this?" He's like, "She's the coolest." And I think that's how people have found out about it. It was like f- it was word of mouth. A friend would tell you, "You got to listen to Liz Fair."
1: Yeah, for I mean, like would,
2: a year before I, mean, I saw anything in the press.
1: I would say even longer, but Grant, because of the lack of internet, because so based on that story, I am younger than you. And I good job. Thanks Thanks to my parents for birthing me later. Um, but so I was, when this album came out, I was in third grade, but Uh by middle school, I feel like this was passed around in, in like whisper circles of like, in my school, girls and gay men like that. Yeah. was Like how you found out about Liz Fair was someone yeah. like gave you the CD, and also to be fair, you kind of had to hide it from your parents, which makes will dirty understand stuff. later. <laughs> like,
2: hmm. Yeah, um, she she talks about sex a lot, and she swears. Um, she does swear. <laughs> and I'm leaving. She, I can't yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, didn't warn you. Um, yeah.
2: I mean, the best thing about the... There's a lot of things I love about this album. The music's cool. The production is cool. But uh, her lyrics are the star of the show. And she just has great turns of phrase. And she just has things that catch your ear. And one of her sort of things is, let's sing about wanting to get laid in sort of a kind of aggressive way that, you know, she's got this kind of wan voice and this spare instrumentation. And then it's like this, let's have sex song. I, I definitely had more guys tell me about it than girls when it came out. Yeah. It was like, Liz fair was hot. Uh, uh, and it was guys who'd be like, oh my God, she's so hot. You got to listen to her album.
3: <laughs> well, I think
2: to
1: that though, like it, I still think now girls don't generally talk like this. They actually do, but like we're not supposed to. And that's still definitely very much a thing of like girls don't talk like this. You know what I mean? But yeah. they actually but the, do. And she's proving yeah. that they do. And so I do think it was a thing of like it the way she speaks is, was and is I think still kind of taboo for sure.
2: Yeah, um she's so comfortable always in these songs, both like telling stories, making cool little phrases, talking about sex, talking about fame. Um I mean she's just really fun. I mean, I, I she's an inspiration, I think. To yeah. to me it was like I felt like I was in a little secret club knowing about Liz Fair. And she strikes some balance of being personal and a little bit of a show off and a little bit of a poser. But <laughs> I don't know. She is the epitome of the indie cool kid, like the indie Mm -hmm. cool kid. That's friends with the nerds and friends with the quarterback.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I also think it's, she's also the quintessential, like girls want to be her guys want to date her type of girl too. not all girls, but a specific type of girl for sure.
2: Uh, I both wanted to date her and wanted to be her. Fair. I felt both of those things. <laughs> I like, <laughs> wish that I could be as cool as Liz Fair and also found her attractive when I was a 21 year old record nerd for sure. So, yeah, I went to was, see her in concert in 2004 for the first time. This is when her Avril Levine yeah. songwriting album came out. And the audience seemed half young girls who sang along to the Avril Levine songs and then half bald. Uh, <laughs> mid mid thirties record store nerds. It, it looked like a Yola Tango concert meets like an Avril Lavigne concert. So was a weird, it was weird. a weird experience. Yeah.
1: Well, to that, I guess Ramsey, what is your knowledge or anything with with or of Liz Fair?
0: It, it's so I know the name, and I know, um, kind of like the associations with her. I think uh-huh. in my mind, I kind of, uh. If you were to put on a PJ Harvey song, I'd
2: maybe guess that that was Liz Fair. Okay. Kind and of she's contemporary and kind of in similar uh similar taste kind of, even though PJ Harvey is like 10 times the singer, but like yeah.
3: Okay.
2: I I feel like I remember
0: hearing some reference to her when I was very young and getting confused about Lilith Fair and Liz Fair being things.
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that. <laughs> like, oh, so uh, like
0: a short a nickname for Lilith Fair
1: or something. That's really know. funny. Same time frame. So you know, that's not the craziest. It's just very funny.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did Lilith Fair, and I remember it was kind of a thing that got talked about Is like Liz was such a loner and Lilith yeah. Fair was such a rah-rah woman. Yeah. Or I don't know if I don't know that's fair to say, but people who assumed Lilith Fair was a rah-rah woman thing was like, Liz Fair's doing that? And Liz was like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm dying to do this." Yeah. Um, yeah. It was also like resentment. There was like a backlash. She she was so revered when she came out that there was a couple of years of Liz Fair is actually actually not that good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which just felt like unnecessary. It's like, hey, everybody slides into obscurity. They don't need your help. <laughs> um, really? But I think when she did Liz Fair, there was during the Liz Fair backlash when people were eager to tell you that she wasn't as great as you thought. Um,
1: You're like, so no, she, she still is.
2: <laughs> it's like, what if I just like her and I'm cool? Whether I doesn't need to be number one on pitchforks, whatever, for me to just think it's a good album. <laughs> it's entirely right.
1: fair. Um, yeah. Should we get into this album?
2: Can- oh yeah, let's do it. Yes. All
1: right. Hold on. Let me scroll back up. Uh, this is a long album. Also.
2: Yeah, there's some short tracks. And we can yeah. even sk- skip something. Are, more.
1: It's not even time-wise. There are 18 songs. That's pretty long.
0: Oh, wow. For a debut, too.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess you know, you, you had time to write all those if it's your first album. <laughs> I do also like, I think, too, for me, because I was... So young when I was listening to this. I don't I, I don't think I'd ever listen to anything really that sounded like this. Like sure, i heard like tomato stuff, but
4: like I wasn't super into music. I was like I don't know, what was like 12 or 13 when I heard this so, and didn't have internet. So like
1: definitely not as advanced in my music
4: case. Yeah.
0: This is already me. A bit poppier than I was expecting.
4: Yeah. Yeah, she's catchy. Did you hear that her
2: voice is low and it's pretty narrow?
4: Yeah, there's a, a bit of a... Like, I was
0: gonna say, like, a bit of a growl to it, but I don't think that's the right phrase seems
2: cool i agree
4: she seems cool
2: <laughs> we talked over but there's some lyrics in this song that i love like you seem like the kind of guy who falls in bed too easily with girls who are shy and brave i just love all the little phrases oh wow <laughs> and she's like the world it's cold out there it's rough out there she's singing i
4: standing 61. If I, it, I don't too.
0: think you mentioned this Does she play the guitar as well Or is she just yes,
4: singing? Yeah, no, she's,
2: okay. she's playing guitar yeah. and I love it <laughs> I saw this song I, I saw this Her do the song live I was going on a date With a girl And I was 22 Very nervous We went back to her house She lived with her parents We were still in our hometown and sitting on her couch, nervously watching TV, turned on Bob Costas later, and there was Liz Fair <laughs> singing this song. And she was so short, and she looked so terrified. And I think it was one of her first television appearances. And she's like, quiet. the backup vocalist is singing way louder than her. Because they're these like, Chicago road vets. <laughs> But I was like, she is the coolest person I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, her nervousness made her more endearing. She looked scared. She looked defiant. Like she, was, she looked like someone who was trying hard to not look scared, kind of. I don't know. Fair. Uh, this next song's Help Me, marry. It's my favorite song on the album.
1: Oh, okay. I'm also realizing I forgot to send you the album, ramsey so I'm going to send it to you now.
2: I was going to do that in a minute. This is a song about hostile roommates.
4: Help <laughs> oh, no. me, Mary, please. I've lost my home to you, please. They pull in the stereo and drink. They lose suspicious things in the sink. They make rude remarks about me.
2: Yeah, it's like jangly and, uh, yeah, it's happy
0: and sort of perky. (laughs) This is the first thing that came to mind, but
3: this song is like
0: a perspective that I don't remember being in a song before.
2: It makes me think of that uh, Friends of Mine song by zombies? Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: I lock my door at night
2: like I, I can't get any other complaining about roommates on
4: yeah
2: i practice all my moves i memorize, I memorize stupid. their stupid rules i make themself, i make them be my friend yeah i love it this is great. She also doesn't follow traditional song structure because she was just making stuff up and just did whatever she liked. So there's a whole coda here that changes the song entirely.
4: Right,
2: Right here. Yeah, I wasn't ready for how drastically Tempor that changed. Temper my hatred with peace. Weave my disgust, Weave into, fame. My
4: disgust <laughs> into fame.
2: And watch how fast watch they, fly, how they, fly, fast they fly, fly to the flame. To the flame. <laughs> what a cool song, man. That's <laughs> great. Weave my disgust into fame is one of my favorite all-time <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Who do you... Th- who is Mary in that situation? Like, I don't know. Another somebody friend? religious, like like the Virgin oh. Mary, or like, or just a mentor, <laughs> or just some sort of higher power.
1: I do also remember like listening to this when I was younger and. Again, I didn't have genius So I was definitely still just trying to figure out the lyrics um, And I do remember This was like I'm very much a lyrics person I remember this being an album that I would like Listen to over and over To try to figure out what the lyrics were Because it's also a very lyrically Dense album, I think
2: Oh yeah, yeah This yeah. This, this song has some of her dirty stuff in it That's that, like when you're listening You're like, what'd you just say? You <laughs> are <laughs> I think this is it.
1: I mean, the first line is. He's oh no, got no! I
2: think it's the next song. I think it's the next song. You are, you
1: are.
2: This, this is like
3: some, me. S-
4: some
2: of them. Like this, are just basically her and a guitar. Mm-hmm. Because the produ- you know, she had brought all of the songs that were in this form, and she brought them to the producers. And sometimes you're like, hey, "This one is just let this one be that. This one doesn't need, need yeah. a lot extra." And then some of them, like that opening track, they're like, "We're going to make this a pop song." <laughs> <laughs> and this, it's like it's almost over. It's just like a little trifle. Oh wow. like, Yeah, that was yeah, really just a quick. short little bait. Yeah. A lot of them are like that.
4: Johnny, my love, get out of the business.
2: I'm actually just, I was looking up the producer and
1: seeing what else he produced, like around this time. It was lots of things, is the answer. (laughs) Hmm.
2: Uh, They were a terrific collaboration team. They just got along well and they, I mean, it was a really good match.
1: Oh, yeah, because he did Whip Smart too.
2: Yeah. This is the one that has the first of the striking Liz Fair, fair sex stanzas. Mm. I do
4: love this one. That I, have got a and shiny and I, I really like
0: this album cover. Also, looking at that. Yep. Yeah, it's cool. you
4: that.
1: It might be our first album cover with actual nipples As opposed to just uh, The hint of nipples So, you know. Oh,
2: I didn't even notice that Yes, okay
4: Yep
2: uh, The words we're talking about right now are I ask because I'm a cunt in spring You can rent me by the hour And I remember being like What'd you say? <laughs> did she
1: say? That? <laughs> Girl, that one's still kind of shocking now People don't really say cunt that much
2: and she's she's doing it in this high pretty falsetto yeah
4: <laughs> even just
2: hearing you repeat it I was like wait what did, you, what did he say <laughs> did I just hear that and, and she's singing about some guy she wants to marry and but he's in the mob or something like I don't quite oh. know what's going on
4: like,
2: get out of the business she's telling him yes I love get out of the business yeah here we go
4: because <laughs> I'm Spring, you can run
0: me. Yeah, that's fly. like the highest note so far. It's very lilting in a way.
4: Yeah.
2: I think a lot of the songs feel. I think they're deliberately obtuse and not literally about anything specifically, but they feel like they're talking about. They, Men who uh, are ignoring her or aren't appreciating her. I
1: would that's, say that's, that's correct. <laughs> Definitely. Uh I, I yeah, they're, I so, they're so sweet
2: and that. nice. I just God I love yeah. that song. It almost oh, this felt was, like this a... was this... yeah, it almost felt like a folk song. Maybe it's just the reference to like flowers and the, the feeling of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: This
1: is a single yeah, This right? is the
2: single off the album, this one. Mm-hmm
1: and it feels like a
2: single <laughs> but i don't think it's the most notable song the most notable song is fucking run which is coming up oh, in a couple
1: <laughs> but understandably not the
4: single
0: <laughs> was that three words fuck and run or
2: fucking run that's right run? okay there was a video for this that you'd catch on MTV like after midnight, and just was coolest fair romping around the forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: wow.
1: It is funny because I was re-listening to this earlier, and I really like this song, but I do think it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb of like, yeah, this was trying to get a
2: yeah, they're trying to be. What they think will sell, as opposed to yeah. just doing their own thing. But I, you like, I think that to one like that. yeah, I, I do really like it. But
1: yeah, you're just like this is, this is an outlier.
2: <laughs> it sounds great live. You know, there's like actual drum track of real electric guitar. It's like it's great in
3: concert.
0: How consistent has the backing band been, been over the years? Uh, totally
2: different all the time, I say.
1: Yeah, it's really just... I mean, Ramsey, when you, know. you, with just your general familiarity, you're expecting it more... More what? More or less what, I guess. I think I would.
0: I I think especially with the fact that she went hoppier hearing that side of it. um, I was expecting this to be more uh, more on the lo-fi side. More like And maybe it's because I have heard some PJ Harvey and I've already looped the bumped them together but
4: (laughs) I think
2: this album's more fun and more accessible and melodically cool than you might expect. Sometimes indie albums are cool, but they're sort of no fun to listen to. They're dark and they're slow yeah. and they're moody. And Liz Fair is more of a good time. It's like, hey, this song is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this reminds me of like Nico Case.
4: Yeah, I agree. I was also just generally reading about Liz Fair this morning.
1: I didn't know she was adopted
2: yeah yeah that, that's a terrific song um, I'm forgetting which one's next I don't have the track listing in front uh, of me is it?
1: next is Soapstar Joe oh yeah
2: <laughs> whenever she sings about fictional dudes I like they're so strange <laughs> a mixture of idealism and I don't know I, I love it
0: Soapstar Joe sounds like a 1930s boxcar song exactly <laughs> what what is a soap star
1: like a movie like a oh like a
0: soap opera yeah. a oh.
4: rose, looking for something attractive to save they say he wrote in on the back of a pickup Anyone he leave town do you remember his name mm-hmm.
3: Guitar
4: tones in this song are crazy, and I love it. Yeah. He's just a hero. This
2: a could be Dylan's song.
4: <laughs>
2: I know. People I love the line, "Looking for something attractive to, to, to save." I think that's so they fun. Yeah. If they say he yeah. sprung from the skull of Athena, they say they say skull of Athena. man, if a girl wrote a song about me and put that in there, I would
3: <laughs>
2: tell everybody I knew. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's just, yeah, just more uh, a, a lot of
2: classical of literature, literature allusions in music at this time. If I
4: can, can uh say that
2: with pay. a wide paintbrush <laughs>
4: it's just, it's some people
2: are good at words and they like words and they enjoy them and she's one of them
4: yeah. this,
2: this section is so different than the rest and it's common of Liz Fair's song she just abruptly changes I think because she doesn't know any music theory so she'll leave the key she'll leave the tone and just be like I feel like saying this now
4: <laughs> yeah. That's
2: awesome that nobody like tried to beat that out of her. But I think some people, people did. I think some people did, and Brad Wood was like, no, no, we're leaving it like this.
4: Another producer she
2: teamed up with it for who was more aggressive, and she basically couldn't work with him. Because,
3: uh,
2: and but he, that producer introduced her to Brad, and then she and Brad did the album.
1: I do think, though, I find that very interesting that it was so critically acclaimed at first because I do think there is, like, there's a little bit of a barrier to entry of, like, getting used to how she performs and, like, how she sings. Hmm.
2: (laughs) And they're pretty quick because she doesn't really do guitar solos and... I mean, she does occasionally, but not too often, and she she won't do a bridge. It'll just be like a verse and a chorus. Sometimes is this mesmerizing. Next, oh no, this just is explain it to me. It. Yeah, this was in the closing credits of the movie Thirteen, um, which is about like a thirteen-year-old girl that like her life falls apart because she meets a girl at school and they enable each other's worst instincts, hmm. and it ends with the the protagonist just Beautiful. sleeping on her mother in a hotel room trying to recover and then this song starts playing and I was like what a great choice
1: is that the one with um is some in it who's in that one
3: uh, oh, I don't. I have seen this though. movie
1: no I'm mixing it's two blonde girls I'm, I'm mixing a lot from the early 2000s <laughs>
2: <laughs> whenever I see a Liz Fair song from this oh, album especially toy? show up in a movie or TV show yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah. To me, it is a harbinger of great taste when a exile and mm-hmm. guyville song shows up in something. Yeah. And I'm always like, whoever picked it loves this album because it's it's lost a little bit of its cachet.
1: Yeah. I, it's, I,
2: it's like they might be giants to me. It's like when I know when I meet someone who likes this album, like I, I you went through what I went through. You fell in love with the album. <laughs>
4: it's it's
0: really impressive especially with debut albums a lot of times every song kind of feels very samey but there's there's no telling what
2: the next track is going to bring so far
1: i would agree with that
2: I have to say something negative to say something positive here. Her voice isn't strong, but what she does with it is so interesting. She goes up high, she goes down low, like she's really expressive with it. She's a great performer with her voice. I
1: think. I think. I think you're allowed to say something negative in that context.
3: So,
0: Will, how big of a drop off was it in terms of like the next few albums?
2: Was it just never quite as good or were there like. Uh, Well, they were good. Like the the next album, I think, is just as good. But Mm. for whatever reason, the flavor of the month aspect passed. Like the novelty was gone. And it it actually was in the top 40. Her rep had increased. She was in the cover of Rolling Stone. It's a good album it just was more of the same so it didn't splash I see but I I love the next album I I would say the next album is just as good I mean you think like sometimes you lucked out don't change a thing and they were like okay here it is and then you're like (laughs) eh well we don't like it
1: (laughs) we still don't want it
2: (laughs) change a thing but uh, I think it's really great and then her third album got a little different but I love her third album and then the fourth one's the Avril Lavigne album. Mm.
1: And I I feel like I probably, I listened to Exile and Guyville and I've definitely listened to Whipsmart. And then I don't think I listened to anything. White Chocolate Space
2: no. Egg? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, no, I didn't even know that was the name of it. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, and there I was just,
2: Luke's yeah, Fair I, I, was the I, self-titled I, Avril. Avril Lavigne album that has Extraordinary and Why Can't I. Yeah.
1: Why Can't I was also in a lot of movies, but not quite the same kind of movies. Mostly like um, princess movies.
2: (laughs) All future albums, Liz would do like, she'd have a couple of exile style songs, like some sort of lo-fi guitar in her. She would always have like a dirty sex song. Like on the Avril Lavigne album, one of the songs is Hot White Cum. That's like one of the (laughs) Yeah, Um, She's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's for the old fans. Uh let's do yeah. a filthy one. Let's do
4: uh... <laughs> I, I, I was
0: nervous that this was gonna be just a spooky piano instrumental. <laughs> yeah.
4: Work up to my I think this is an
2: example, though. It's like, well, the piano's yeah. not really anything special. The melody is pretty narrow. But it, the sum total of the song is just cool. Little lilting phrases. I this is probably what you thought the whole album was going to be, Ramsey. Like Stuff like this. Yeah. This feels closer to that.
1: I definitely really liked this one as a teen girl. Because it's very much like about... Send it doing up what's expected of you death and like
4: before death.
1: not wanting to more or less <laughs>
4: Send it up on fire. Death before death.
0: Heather did you get into this period of Liz fair around the time that she was doing the poppier stuff
1: no so the Papier album came out in the early 2000s and so I think I probably was listening to this album around middle school so for me that's like 97, 98 I say, and it literally was just like an older friend gave me and our other friend this album and we would just listen to it all the time (laughs) like you know, just passed Send us the CD. And then we were like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> okay.
4: Hmm. <laughs> this is really pretty. Yeah. Death yeah, I love it. Before day.
2: Death Before Dawn. She's got very, like, dramatic phrases. Oh, yeah. this next one. This is my second favorite track, this next one. This is mesmerizing, I think. I don't have the listing, so I'm going by memory. I think it's mesmerizing. You're
1: doing a good job, because yes, this is that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The basic gist of this, I mean, it's weird to say what a song's about. Someone else might have a different interpretation. Liz Fair might have meant something else. But I think this is like, I wish to be mesmerizing to you. I want you to never forget me. Uh, She's like mad that she's not being paid attention to, and I kind of love it. Hmm.
0: That's a sentiment that works on a debut album, but if it were like on a fourth album, it would feel very different.
4: You toss the egg up and I found my hands in place. Very weird Mm
2: lyric. You toss the egg up and I found my hands in place. Yeah. Next line is about two. You can't split two rivers met or something.
4: Yeah. Know nobody parts two rivers met. Hmm.
2: I think that's now I, she got so many grand phrases. This like little yeah. voice, yeah. little instrumentation, and she's like skull of Athena, <laughs> death before dawn. <laughs> you cannot part two rivers <laughs> met. I think I love that juxtaposition also. I'm yeah.
4: Even
1: the vocal effect is
2: so
4: 90s to me in a way that i love Uh, i made a music
2: video to this song with nobody asking me when i moved to la (laughs) i had like nothing to do and i was like i'm making a music video to mesmerize and i got four of my friends we went up to some parking lots in the valley and just filmed a music video
1: what was the premise of the video
2: a girl is dumped by a guy she's depressed
4: and an imaginary
2: friend in blue spandex shows up and dances with her and then she finds a dude who's depressed who's dancing with a red spandex version and then all four of them dance together to me this is like a rolling stone song just like done mellow oh yeah
4: all of the time in the
0: world to in I think this might be the first appearance of, like, kind of noodling guitar. It's been mostly I, chord
4: so
2: far. I think you're right. I, I don't know the words exactly, but it's, like, wild and unwise. Wow. I want to be mesmerizing to, mesmerizing to, mesmerizing to you
1: open and that was exactly
2: what it is <laughs> wild and unwise i love that description yeah. of herself. yeah
1: i mean that's an in- incredible oh.
2: hand claps come in as i recall and i love just cheesy hand claps in and i love a hand clap
1: same
2: especially in an indie track there they are
0: not hard to imagine a really
2: overproduced version of this song but this is kind of simple and it works perfectly it's good that I wasn't the producer because I'd be like let's bring in Ozzy Osbourne we're gonna blow this song
1: out <laughs> I'm just thinking about how much I really like the line wild and unwise and how it's probably really good I wasn't getting tattoos at this age or I would almost certainly
2: <laughs> have my body is fucking run next
1: um next is is fucking run. Oh, an iconic song. No, it will. There is n- <clears throat> this song is perfect.
4: I I didn't know where this one I
0: instrumentally sounds like Violent Femmes to me. This is crazy. It's oh so yeah, different. I hear that.
4: I just there is
1: still this album is how many years old at this point there is still no better
4: song to me that explains what the fuck it is like dating them without my best intentions <laughs> and whatever happened to a boyfriend the kind of guy who tries <laughs> to win you over and whatever happened to a boyfriend the kind who makes love so good. It's a purple song I want a boy. F- I want a boy. F- I want all the stupid old
2: shit. Yeah, every line of the song I love. This is great. I want a boyfriend, I, really like I, want one. One. I want a boyfriend. I want all the stupid old shit like letters and sodas.
4: Incredible. <laughs> I got up out of bed. You said you had a lot of work to do, but I heard the rest in your head. I can't and even talk about yeah,
2: I'm <laughs> I'm Almost immediately, <laughs> I felt sorry. I could
4: do or say just that I didn't think this would happen again. With or without my best intentions. And with or without my best
1: intentions really
2: gets me too. I it's punk rock to say be cool. I'll be a cut in spring, but it's even more <laughs> punk rock to say I don't want know. to boast. <laughs> <see it. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the same album.
4: Yes, exactly. (laughs) I can feel it. Oh wow, jingle bells. (laughs) I'm gonna spend another year of
1: all this fucking run. Jingle bells under these lyrics. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Perfect. Even when I
4: was seventy fucking run. Fucking run. Even when I was twelve
1: it's a little concerning
2: but what can we do yeah i think that's just liz the <laughs> troublemaker the mischief maker she's like Fuck it, i'm gonna make them listen to me they're gonna listen to my album <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly. and almost immediately i felt sorry because i didn't think this would happen again no matter what i could do or say just that i didn't think this would happen again uh, this is really
0: cutting and really catchy at the same time.
4: I, I love this. I, I
1: think like the thing that I really love about. I mean, A, just musically, like, this is just very catchy, and I love that. But, like, the thing that has always really stuck with me is that, like, she, even when you're trying to do better, it's still the same shit over and over again. And regardless of, like, dating or whatever, I think um, just interactions with other humans, like, I think um, it's pretty universal.
2: <laughs> uh, I love Fucking Run. I mean, it's very, not to overly gendered everything. It seems like it's a song. By girls for girls, regretting one night stands, regretting being single or whatever, sick of being single. And yeah. I related to it, just like, what am I doing? Why do I keep making the same mistakes? Yeah, yeah. No, exactly.
1: What I is my problem?
2: True. Can I just have a normal life?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's also that's kind of what I meant by like not just in relationships. Like it really, regardless of the fucking part, I think the the sentiment is applicable um, across life. Uh, this song we listen
2: to now is called "Girls, Girls, Girls." which is an I Elvis Presley song title. And she is singing, I take advantage of every man I meet and the girls, I get away every day with what the girls call murder. I think that's the lyrics. Oh, wow. Yeah. What
4: the girls call, what the girls call, what the girls call, what
2: the girls call murder. <laughs> it's just four notes. Uh, it's so cool. I mean, this is a demo song That they didn't do anything with because it's just all of Liz's personality. Complete swagger and arrogance.
1: I don't know this song, but she said this was inspired by Rolling Stone's Turd on the Run. I don't know if either of you know
2: that song. I don't song. know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Cause I, know. I love this. Cause she, she did like an oral history of this album on Rolling Stone, which I actually haven't read, but found when I was researching stuff earlier that I need to now read later.
4: I, I get away. Almost every day. With what the girls call what the girls call oh, those what the girl- voices in
2: the background. Yeah. Are really I love that too. It yeah. makes it sound oh, like you are yeah. listening to a cassette tape where there's yeah, there's residual other things.
3: <laughs> I think we're coming up on Divorce
2: song, which is the most critically acclaimed of all the songs. This is the one that gets like listed as like one of the great songs of the 90s but I think fucking run is
1: yeah this one's a little more palatable though I think for most people
4: and when I asked for a separate room it was late at night and we've been driving since
2: noon it's about a couple splitting up
4: but if
2: I'd known the lyrics don't exactly how make I sense sound hmm.
4: to you. Yeah.
2: but it captures the feeling of
4: oh my god we're over ready?
2: aren't we over we're over aren't we for the mm.
4: rest of these life just to prove yeah I was those right exactly feel like
0: story songs but they all definitely exist in a particular place
4: and you shouldn't try to mix the two Cause if you do it and you're still unhappy Then you know that the problem is you I love and that part it's true that I still
3: Yeah I, I love it to too And, and you should try
4: to
1: mix it, but but you, the two If you do man. it and you're still unhappy But, but when you know, the said that you.
4: I wasn't cool. worth
2: talking
4: cool. to <laughs> I had to take your word on that
2: Like when you said I wasn't worth talking to I had to take your word on that I love that
4: too how that would sound to me You would have taken it back And boxed it up and buried it in the ground Now that I have the lyrics boxed in front of and me and too it and the This song
1: ground. is also very clearly about
4: uh, Boxed it up and buried it in the ground Saying things ground. you either regret or Burn don't mean a moment Or like
1: miscommunication Which
3: yeah. is really interesting
4: in to A loaded gun and then told me not to fire it. When you did the things you said were up to me, and then accused me of trying to fuck it up, but you've never been a waste of mine. That's that's, such a good breakup song, like. Hmm. if the things so you said a you were
1: up were up to me and then accuse me of trying to flash it up. Like you're, you're just like, oh this right is,
4: is over. Right. We are finding about everything. And the yeah. license said you had to stick around until I, I
0: in most of the albums we've done on here that I've never heard before, I find myself fire. trying to listen Maybe to I the lyrics more.
4: Well hey, I think A lot a, of uh, you can actually hear them on this album. You know, is it weird, Ramsey,
2: to, isn't it impossible to listen to an and album for the first time with two people both talking to you and listening and to you listen to it? <laughs> listen to it? <laughs> yes, nice. sometimes it's, it's hard not to be conscious of that.
1: I might suggest uh, it's not the ideal way to listen to it an album for
3: the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I would
0: never say that my experience is like the definitive one in terms of like, well, now I know what that album's like but often I have enough to judge oh this sucks
1: but not this case yeah to be fair most of the time Ramsey doesn't want to listen to the albums I'm making (laughs) and listen to (laughs) so this is
2: preferable (laughs) what's the name of this track
1: Uh, this one is Shatter
2: okay yeah, yeah there's like four or five of these where it's like the slow instrumental plaintive sounding stuff yeah this one I don't particularly remember to be honest
1: there's certainly a few I mean it's a long one to be fair but yeah there's certainly a few I don't remember like in detail
2: Uh, I love them all but some of them are sort of background moody songs and some of them are get your attention and focus up Hmm. songs and this is like sort of floating in the background I think you answered this. I was just about to ask
0: you, like, if you had the power, would you cut any of them or would you keep it as is? I would, I
2: think. I would cut, like... I love them all, but they're just somewhat redundant in terms of how they serve me the album. I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably shorten it up a little for sure. This one also, though, the guitar tones are also, like sound very of a time, not in a dated way, but it just sounds 90s to me, and I love it.
2: I think she goes up. I think she, this is an emotional one, though. I think she kind of soars on this. But I might be remembering it wrong. I think that's right. You said this was called sh- Shatter? Shatter? You know, they might be Giants fan ones, sure, the lyrics kind of remind me of Flansburg where sometimes they're hilariously direct, like <laughs> Judy is your Vietnam right uh, sometimes they're sort of deliberately obtuse um, they're pithy sometimes they're I mean I, I think Flanberg is a terrific lyricist and and Linell, but I think Liz Fair is like Flansburg.
3: I definitely
0: can hear that sort of like where, it, like, Linnell sometimes is trying to write to experiment or do something really unusual with the music, whereas Flansburg is about the show to some degree. Yeah, I can hear that in, in this. Uh, we just did for our 150th episode, I finally brought in Flood to Heather. And it was harrowing.
4: <laughs> really? <laughs> Just halfway
0: through, uh, it's a it's another long album, and just sort of that experience of like, oh, I'm having flashbacks of playing this for girlfriends and having to explain. <laughs>
1: okay, so uh minimum wage is that's a weird one. Well, because I Ramsey
0: said forehead is.
1: Well, and Ramsey understood now what I do on the podcast because he had never brought a full album before and tried mm-hmm. to convince me to like it. <laughs>
2: Uh, this is one of the nicest things you can do to a music fan is say, All right, play me an album you like and tell me about it. It's like, Yeah. yeah. Probably completely boring for the person listening, so gratifying for the person presenting it.
1: Or just let them have the Oxford on a drive. That's fine too.
4: <laughs> I don't know if I could drive a car. to get to where you are I
1: do kind of remember this but now I remember that there like
0: that couplet that's a good
4: well I'm not to miss me I thinking maybe you know just maybe
2: This one does feel very intimate -hmm. Yeah. You can feel somebody in their dorm room with a guitar, like feeling their way
4: through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could fly a (laughs) play. Well, enough to tail spin out your name. Good visual.
1: (laughs) Or high enough to lose
4: control. I don't think I can fly a plane
1: at all. Yeah, I was say she does
0: sort of imply that she could fly a plane a little bit. It's very <laughs> difficult.
1: Maybe I've been on a lot of planes. Still, I feel pretty confident. I could not fly a plane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once you get your 10,000 hours, we'll talk.
1: <laughs> 10,000 hours as a passenger, yeah, that qualifies you to fly a plane. <laughs> Pretty sure. Pretty sure that's how pilots work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what they give me for Delta Diamond. <laughs> Airline status joke. Three, three you tracks ran, left? Right? Four tracks left? Oh boy, uh, Ramsey. This is a right big sex song. song. Get ready, Ramsey. There are one, two, three, four, five songs left.
3: Jesus. <laughs> <sighs>
4: The song I will
1: explain to you a little more why this was passed in whisper circles because you
4: didn't want your parents to know you were listening to it. I feel like I've heard
0: this in. some now, TV show so or movie somehow?
4: Unclear where? Yeah. That's possible.
0: Probably on HBO.
4: Right? It might have been over the credits in Weeds. I don't know why
0: that feels right. but
4: It does feel right. I would not doubt that. true <laughs> Your job
1: cool. your uh, everything you
2: say is true and mean. I want to be your blowjob queen.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just that lyric, even before the blowjob part, you act like you're 14 years old. Everything you say is so obnoxious, funny, true, and mean.
2: Great wow, lyric. That's great. <laughs>
1: very formative as like a 14 year old girl hearing the song
4: yeah
0: i would i would not have
2: been ready for this in middle school
4: yeah
1: you told us you cried the green day we know (laughs) shut up
2: I'm trying to focus on the absolute bluest lyrics in the song, but some of them are very really striking. I'll fuck you till your dick is blue, and then they'll end with, I'll fuck you when your minion is too.
1: And also, to be fair, I think the point is to focus on the bluest lyrics in that song. Let's be real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not a word that gets used a lot in music. That's what I mean. She's got kind of a grand yeah. vocabulary, like, even in her sort of like. Sex song. It's like I'll fuck you and your minions too. What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The guy who's obnoxious, funny, and mean has minions, and she's gonna sleep (laughs) with them just to please him.
1: To be fair, it just sounds like she wants to fuck a jock. Jocks would have minions and be jerks.
2: That's true.
0: Each of the
4: two different layers
0: of vocals on both this one and the last one is really. It packs a punch. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. I don't even really notice it until you mentioned it because I mean, because I've listened to this so many times, but yeah, it was very
3: cool.
0: Feels almost like a m- m- mantra at the beginning,
2: and then like the lo-fi version of a psychedelic song here. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Sunshine, right? Soapstar Joe and Johnny Sunshine.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's us yeah, the
2: bully his minion. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I really like how this built
1: interesting
3: this one just
2: has like such an interesting um, oh. oh. that. yeah she gets a lot out of things like high falsetto vocal low yeah. vocal blue bluesy chords great lyrics defiant delivery vulnerable delivery i don't yeah. know man, this album is the fucking coolest <laughs> <laughs> There's one you'd you'd listen to and you couldn't wait to tell your friends about it. You'd be like, oh my God, you got to hear this thing I just discovered. Yeah, see, even though I do love every single track on this album. Just some of them feel redundant and they're all good, but it's like Shatter and Explain It to Me and this one and this another one. They're all kind of like the long slow plaintive instrumental introduction and then the cool Liz Fair stanzas
1: yeah I don't even really remember this one which I think means I would
0: shut it <laughs> I obviously haven't heard any of the other songs but the ending of Johnny Sunshine would have been a great album closing moment True.
1: oh yeah yeah that, d- that does feel like a
4: closer I would agree with that Take out the garbage on Tuesday nights. Seems like the small things are the only things I affect. I misread this title as Gushy, but it's definitely gun-shy.
1: Instead of gunshy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I was looking at the lyrics and I was like,
2: What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was really confused That makes a lot more sense. <laughs>
0: Did you say gunchy or gushy like skipping I over
1: the, the end? end entirely. And entirely. I read it as gushy.
4: <laughs>
1: like,
4: like of my life Send three bucks to Get a
2: house car right Send three bucks to a comic book, get a house car and wife. like all these little slow ones had these a couple lyrics that are so cool
4: three Mm -hmm. bucks
3: to a comic
0: get a house (laughs) car that is a good line but
2: I have no idea what it means
3: neither (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. feels
2: like it's some you know one of those like taking the piss out of the American dream or something it's like oh am I supposed to be excited by that or something and then she's repeating the word wife maybe it's just like being a woman and reading how you are represented in other people's dreams sort of right like you're you're a commodity just like the yeah. house and the car. oh I'm like a house yep. and a car great
4: i mean it's cool <laughs> yeah.
2: but... is the next one stratford on guy uh yeah this is the other single and i this is another one of my favorites uh, there's a video for this song and it's just a description of landing on Chicago in a plane and it's just fun. It kind of rocks. Is that a place in Chicago? No idea. I have no idea uh, what that means. I mean, Stratford-on-Avon is where Shakespeare's right. from. That's what I thought
4: I of first. into Chicago at night, watching the lake turn the sky into blue-green smoke. The sun was setting to the left of the plane And the cabin was filled with an unearthly glow In 2070, I was behind the hmm. wing Watching landscape roll out like credits I like the screen. song even more now than I did now that I scream Fly every five seconds Yeah <laughs> like To <it was> Chicago <laughs> Like a Lots of the
2: phrases in this song stick out to my head like The world looked like it was lit from within like a poorly assembled electrical ball
4: I'm no professional album
2: sequencer, but isn't this kind of late to have the single? Yes, but I think they're trying to end I think they're mitigating the indie demo songness, so they're bookending the album with the produced pop songs. Like we open with the most produced poppy one. And we're gonna end with two songs that have like guitar and drums also. I think they're trying to lessen the impact of all the slow ones.
4: Also the singles
2: which are Never Said and this song are not the ones that everybody passed around. Everybody passed around Fuck and Run, Divorce Song, Six Foot One,
4: and Flower, the
2: sex one. Mm.
4: Yeah, this one isn't
2: hitting me in the same way. It builds great and in concert it's fun and when
4: your circumstance is yeah, that's interesting. I feel like this would be one. I, this is not one of my favorites.
1: Of, I'm liking it a little more now that I'm reading it
3: as
2: an adult. The words are so great. It's like this ominous feeling of landing a plane. I think the original version was called bomb, like from the point of view of a bomb. And then she oh, seems of wow. just being on a plane. Uh, the cabin... Uh, uh, what was it? The cabin was filled with an unearthly glow. Uh, oh, the stewardess came back to check in my drink. The cabin was filled with an unearthly glow. And the last rays of sunlight of Brigitte Bardot. I forget. All the words are fun in that song. Yeah. But this is the closer, right? This is Strange Loop. Correct. Yeah, I think this is a good closer. Oh,
1: yeah, I do look for this
2: one. This feels very of its time. I like that 1990s sound.
4: The fire that
2: you like so much in me.
4: With the mark of someone adamant,
2: yeah, this is a good declaration of intent. But you
4: can't hmm. stop yourself from wanting words. There's nothing feeds a hunger like a thirst. Oh, wow, that's a great line. Of I always wanted you. I broke up at the roadhouse. I wouldn't know you were alive. You haven't seen me for weeks now. It wouldn't shock you if I drove right out the back of your eyes. I can't <laughs> be trusted. They're saying. I can't be true, but I, I mean, it does feel only wanted on more that. than I knew. Distrust or breakup song.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, really go- this goes along with what you were saying about the strange sort of like turns that the songs take. Where like, I can't pick out a chorus, yeah. but like it definitely... <laughs> It's still moving along with, like, sort of emotional resonance. Like, it's still building and falling. Yeah.
4: I always wanted you I only wanted more than I knew feeds into the first
2: that. track well like if you cut into six foot one again it's like it's yeah. a similar it, they book ended in similar songs
3: That's all.
1: This now
0: does very much feel a
2: little closer to me. Yeah. I like the definitely like, improvised feel of that. Yeah.
3: It's
2: very uh, not of the album. They're like a rock band. Yeah. A little. Yeah. told everyone that the album sequencing is based on exile on main street and that's why she called it exile in guyville she tried to follow the same sequencing logic but it doesn't totally hold up but it's a cool story and and she does sound like the rolling stones she does sound like the rolling stones a number of times it there you go that's the album wow did it (laughs) uh thank you so much for listening guys i mean heather you're already a fan thank you for listening again and ramsey thanks for giving it a shot it's a long one to get through
1: what do you think of it ramsey
2: yeah i I think if you were to have
0: like told me about the parts of this um like oh it's a live uh, lo-fi album or uh quoted some of the lyrics or there's a song called fucking run
3: <laughs> i i would
0: have just assumed that I, I was gonna absolutely hate it um but that really worked i really enjoyed that
3: glad. Oh, uh, well, yeah i mean and it's,
0: yeah, I, I, I don't know if i need to hear other albums from her like i i feel like i need to revisit this one again and just like it's it's so dense in terms of like its content and yeah. lyrics
2: for sure. I think it, yeah. Um, well, yeah, thank you so much for hearing. I mean, it definitely was a phenomenon. Like, And I, I think it was a phenomenon because it was sort of an unexpected package and yeah. non-traditional ingredients of what makes a standout album. And I think the flaws of it make it more interesting. Um, it was like a curiosity. And it's like, wow, this worked. <laughs>
1: right. And right. that sort yeah. of
2: piled on itself. Almost like the things that you might say are shortcomings about it made it interesting to people. And this was an era, you know, Matador also had Pavement and Pavement, although a totally different experience, is yeah. another band where you listen to him and you're like, is this a real song? Or like, <laughs> did, you, did you mean to sing this badly? Is that part of the charm? Right. And like, oh, this song's unfinished. And I guess that's cool. And um, <laughs> that's on that is what's cool about Pavement. And, and Liz Fair is another one where it's like, and again, the context of the era.
4: The yeah. little indie
2: albums are emerging against the big overproduced boys, so sometimes the rawness <laughs> at the time had a lot of cachet that maybe right. seems more commonplace now.
1: Yeah, that makes total sense because yeah I, I I think that's hard to for, or easy to forget because now you can just produce music wherever, and it has just as much of a chance you know, of being found. Whereas that was not yeah. the case when this came like out at two all. Two years
2: before this album, Millie Vanilli would come out and people oh my would God. go, this is an indie song <laughs> girl. You know, it's true because yeah. they look kind of weird and they have a cool video. And then it turns out they're not even singing. And the whole thing is a, you know, a yeah. bunch of managers put together people. That was two years before. Yeah. So there's an like, authenticity to this album and lots of the albums that were emerging at this time that were like, Kick out the boomers, you know. Uh, <laughs> here, here comes Gen X. We have good stuff. We don't need you, fucking the doors. We're just right. gonna listen to Liz Fair.
1: Yeah, I love it. Um, cool. Well, thanks for doing this. This was great. My pleasure. Um, <laughs> where can people find you online if they? I'm on want Twitter.
2: W i l l h i n e s. It's mostly lies and plugs. Um, I. <laughs> I do have a million podcasts. I'm going to plug two of them real quick. One do is it. called screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. And another one is called, I will write your book. And on that one, I pretend I am a ghost writer and comedian friends of mine are carrot, come on and improvise as characters who want books written. <laughs> and it's just an improvised comedic podcast. Um, and it's, that's, that's it. I like both of them. Fun.
1: How about you, Ramsey?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ramsey ESS. What have you, Heather?
1: At uh, Heather Shea on, on the internet. That's basically it.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can give us a review there. You can go to our website, com. Find everything there.
1: Will, it's thank you there. so much
0: for doing this show. This, yeah, thanks so much this for having wonderful. me. I appreciate
2: it. Cool. My, thank you.
1: Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.